0: hey i am luis mulero and this is i uh, still have problems with calling a podcast but it's a podcasting platform so i'm gonna call it a podcast uh where i usually just go over my my weekly notes how my week went it's a way to uh for me to check in every week um my bullet points is where my time went or any notes that i capture um, any thoughts that I had that I want to revisit that I just kind of want to explore and kind of voice and talk out loud. Also how I'm doing my physical health, emotional health, or that mental health, really some of the things that have happen every week, uh, spiritual health as well. Uh, my finances, um, if I'm achieving my goals, how am I getting close to those? Also, I check in what I read this week, anything that stuck out, any books that I'm reading, and what I'm listening to, maybe a lot of podcasts, uh, maybe not so much, um, audiobooks, and what I'm listening to on Spotify, which is my current player, and then upcoming, anything that might be coming in in the next couple of weeks. I try to keep these short, but uh, tend to be tangential. But um, So if you stay around, you're going to get to hear what happened to me this past week. Thanks for listening. Hey, today is October 1st, 2023, and this is sort of in a way how my last week went. So yesterday, it was Saturday, and I spent some time doing my monthly ritual, my monthly review, which is where I look at all my notes from the past month and kind of gather any kind of highlights, Things that come to mind that I would like to carry on to the next month, or maybe find a, a resolve. <clears throat> also, I prepare no, prepare some notes that I refer to when I'm doing a chapter or end of the year review, um, which I and then also I create my monthly log for the following month, which I'm still doing the bullet journal, so that will be. My tasks, any plan events, and I do like a mini calendar on in, in, in there as a way to capture the highlights of the day and the five things that I'm tracking. Technically six, but five every day, and there's a sixth one that I track every once in a while, which I track my sunlight because I've been listening to Andrew Huberman for... I don't know, a couple of it for a while, but that's something that he's very strong on. So I'm tracking how many times I actually, in the morning, I either walk in the morning, which I count as my sunlight and as my exercise. And during the week, I read in the mornings for a little bit, for maybe 10, 20 minutes. And I do it in my front porch, which is where I get some morning sunlight. Because the timing, I don't get sun exposure. So the sun is like not directly on me because right now the sun is not right it doesn't come over the trees and hitting it doesn't hit my porch until eight thirty to 9 which is getting into the territory where i'm most where i want to start doing some deep work or just kind of starting a session of focus work so i spent some more than 10 minutes out there because it's still a little bit um maybe not overcast but it's not full bright sun so i'm I'm thinking that counts. And um, so I'm tracking that. I'm tracking the exercise, which is yoga or walking. Those are my two main exercises for now. Also track if I'm reading. I track it in the morning. So if I read in the morning, if I read at night. Any kind of um, the physical therapy that I'm doing. If I'm doing that, which one I did. The meditation. I started tracking it again for a while. I wasn't tracking it. But then I saw that I was not lacking a little bit, but I was making excuses of just doing like a oh, five minute meditation or 10 minute meditation. So I started to track it again. And I'm, this moment, I'm not tracking how many minutes I'm doing. I'm just talking like that did I, did I did something, even if it's a minute or um, or if I did 20 minutes. And what I started doing this past week, I started, I restarted the 30 day intro course from the waking up app as a way to again begin again which is something that um <clears throat> that is strongly boy that is and one of those things that is, is throughout the app and throughout the app and something that sam harris mentions a lot of in meditation is that you can begin again um so i, I started to just again begin again I went to yoga, uh, did a couple walks. I spent more time on YouTube this past week, especially on Friday night and yesterday. So I think I'm averaging somewhere around 30, 40 minutes a day on YouTube, which is more it's concerning. It's a little more than what I was doing. But again, that de- it also depends on the content because I'm not digging into I'm not spending time scrolling. I'm usually watching 10-20 minutes of a video because i'm interested in the video and then yesterday yeah it was yesterday i watched almost two hours because i was watching an ama with andy huberman because i'm part of his um premium subscriptions and so i get in a monthly ama or every couple of weeks and he's usually about two hours and i watched that on my tv aside from that it's usually 10 minute videos or five minute videos and I'm only focusing on my subscriptions. Yes, that I picked up a couple of videos that were outside of my pres- prescri- uh, subscriptions, but that's about it. I, I don't do it too much. It, I watch some kind of I, I watch any watch later videos that I bookmark. So I'm, I think at the most it's really forty minutes. I'm not spending an hour an hour in it a day. Like I don't I don't have that time amount of time to spend. Like it's time for. T- a day like sunday i wouldn't spend much time on it like i haven't watched it today and I, by the looks of it i probably won't be able to just maybe glance at what's new if there's anything short that i can that i'll watch but i doubt it but there's some nights that i, I watch a little more on it and i'm maybe justifying youtube and that's something that i'm also kind of i'm saying it loud so that i can hear myself and i hear a little bit of justification uh, mostly because I feel judged for my... Because I should be doing something more productive. But that is also a voice that I'm trying to... It's almost like I'm trying to... Vo- like played devil's advocate on the devil's advocate. And that just creates a weird... <laughs> it just created a weird mess in my head. So as of now, YouTube is a little bit of... T- to let my mind relax some... And relax in to watch something that is not directly related to what I'm doing from work. Not directly to something that I, even though I'm, I am I'm I'm, i am am like productivity YouTube. I turn it down a little bit. I've only kept a couple of channels. I used to have a couple of extra channels. Now I just kind of turned down to. I think I only have like two or three at this moment. Um, I have more on the tech side. How are, I try to have a little bit of variety. Mostly is around tech, a little bit of culture, philosophy, big ideas, kind of like just a variety, channel variety. That those are kind of like big topics. Engineering, I have practical engineering that I follow. So I have some kind of like technical. I follow some on Gertz too. So some of like workshop, technical, engineering type of folks. Food, I have a couple of channels that i follow that are related to food i'd like gear a little bit so i follow two or three people it's channels that are mostly gear related and then i also talk and then tech as well and productivity i have one that is ali Abdal. he's still mostly productivity and then um, thomas frank who does um, mostly notion since notion is, is my main personal note-taking planning system that's what i use for, for my personal work i use a different tool but anywho and then i had a couple meetings at work i did a trip to costco i spent some time on the pl 900 so i finished the re-listening to the videos i haven't taken an exam i'm looking at the the cheat sheets so that I can do an exam and I have a couple of exams that I need to do so that I can take the I'm delaying, a, I'm procrastinating on the exam because that's my fear, that's the reason why I'm doing the PL900 first because the one that I want to take, that I would like to take is the, the PL100 which is the App Maker one, but that one is going to take a little bit longer to get prepared for that because it's, it's the second thing I need to just kind of have a little more experience creating apps and we'll see how that goes I'm taking this one because at least I will put it an end to it and kind of book in some of the these. so let's say if i feel like this is enough after i finish it and i'm ready to dig into something else then i would do that but if i feel like what the other things that i'm interested in are not pulling me right now and then following on this tr- thread is pulling me then i would do that as well i'm thinking that if it's if it doesn't get me to start building anything then I'm, i need to go somewhere else Yesterday, for example, i and even creating the notes the no I was creating the flashcards in a way, so it was like a question and answer that I was using notion a i for it, and I spent a lot of time just creating those and that was exciting because it was like I was trying to get the right prop and it just it just kept messing up, and I don't know what I was doing. Because I got the one that I got the right one, but I couldn't bookmark the prompt for some reason. The feature to they were not being remembered by Notion's, um, by, by Notion, so I couldn't bookmark it, I couldn't favorite. it. But I have one that gave me what I wanted, which is a list of questions and answers with toggles. And but then I couldn't get it anymore. But anyway, that was exciting. So maybe I would finish this PL 900 and the, it's kind of use that to incor- incorporate that in some of the things and maybe switch but i'm not sure yet I did take some home to do's i played a little bit of travel agent my mom's um husband his mom had an impromptu trip up here to take some family uh, take care of some family matters and um he's not very well versed with buying tickets online and and all that so i kind of help him out a little bit Uh, so i play a little bit of travel travel agent this week and then reading and then the notion related videos Uh, i feel like the tool is so powerful and i don't know enough about it but i also don't want it's not i don't want to know more to create more work it's just i feel like there's more that i can i can leverage more on it because i've I have it now open when I'm at work, so I I use it for. I sign into it when I have my browser at work open, and, <clears throat> and I'm I'm a little bit afraid that it's going to become a system or digital clutter that I'm just capturing things in there, so I need to be mindful, and I have a little bit of a kind of a time to just really write these things out of what I was trying to do. And if I not, if I continue to trim it and move things to archive and delete things and remove things and just every time I make it pass on it every month or at least a couple of, every couple of times that I have to just kind of pass it and it's like, this is too much. I don't need this anymore. So I'm not using it as much because notions, their core purpose is to is really, well, their core business is small businesses, right? They're. The reason why they give it to personal for personal use for free is because they want to use it. They want people to get familiarized with the tool because then you become an evangelist and then you can start proposing it. And then, you know, if your new boss says what tool we should use, most people would say Notion because they know how to use it. And then that's whenever they will make their money. Loosely, that's what I see that 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 might be their their business plan or whatever <clears throat> because it's free to use if you're using for personal and you got some some pretty good things in there notion ai is separate they have that as a separate charge every month it's like ten dollars a month if you do personal but you want to do like a f- pro version that is it's only fifty dollars a year which is not too terrible for something you will use a lot but that one don't the, the advantage that gets you is that it gets you history on your pages and you can add a limit of people. So therefore, they're trying to get you to add more to get more people involved. Right. So that's what they're trying. They're trying to they compensate you. They want you to if you're going to bring more people, they're going to charge you for that. Right. Because that's where they're going to get more money. But I mean, I, I don't have that much data in there. I just have a couple things because it's easy. And there's and I think that and I get the whole point of it after watching this Notion Academy videos the premise of the whole tool is for you to build to to make it custom right to within some lose really light limitations they want you to build your own thing and that's why it's very much the type, the 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 interface is very much like you're programming it because it's like a block in even if you start typing in some of the code some of the way you build blocks, some of the shortcuts very they tie back to programming software programming, and i was watching am watching this video on the notion formulas and whenever you date really you look into it, it's almost like you're programming you're creating formulas for databases because they have databases in there that is one of their main things, really one of their main selling points for people in in the enterprise solutions is the databases because you have it all in there but anyways i'm much i feel like i'm selling somebody notion which i'm not as far as attention uh a calm life i finished a book it was kind of short but i definitely enjoyed it as i always as i always do um uh, with the stuff from the, the school of life started reading i'll live again um come yeah i'm in the tail on the end of that there was less podcasts this past week and then YouTube was where I spent a lot more of my attention with some channel updates. just Notion Academy videos that AMA with, Huberman, with um, Andrew Huberman. And then that's where I wrote down that I think I'm spending about 30 to 40 minutes on average there. And I started testing YouTube music. Since I paid for YouTube premium, they, you know, it's kind of like they would throw YouTube music for free. Um, well, it's included in the membership. They're not, because they're not separate things. It's a little bit more than than what I would pay for uh, Spotify. Well, I'm paying for Spotify, but I was getting to a. I'm I'm listening to the same music on Spotify, which is getting a little bit boring. Uh, YouTube Music, there's a lot more like up, incoming, like new, upcoming music. At least what I'm listening at the moment, maybe. There'll be something different if I change my taste or if I look for a different type of music, but I feel like it's something new. It just feels fresh right now, so I'm I'm thinking that I'm just gonna cancel my subscription for Spotify, and I still have the Spotify because I can just have the free, um, advertising one. But I just I would just leave it dormant, and I would change it over to YouTube because that one is ad free since I pay for premium. And see if how I like that. Because at least in music. Even whenever I was listening to playlists that I didn't create. So I was looking to somebody else's playlist. And the playlist had 65 hours of music. Somehow I would end up always listening to the same songs. Like I could just already. And even though they did the trick for me. Because I was looking for mostly focus. But still it was like. Okay, so what's the point of having sixty-five hours of audio in this thing and I'm only listening to the same couple songs? And it just it just kinda like all it was it just became the same thing. Any playlist that I listened to that came from Spotify, it was the same songs, just with a different background. And I'm like, and so that's something that I've slowly been noticing, and I've been getting annoyed by it. And uh, I think that's the reason why I'm just trying YouTube music. As far as my body goes, yoga a couple of times, walks. I was a little gassy this past week and probably was a kefir. Um, I think I don't know if I'm lactose intolerant, intolerant. I don't think that i I I wouldn't fully consider myself lactose intolerant because I can have ice cream and things like that. But um I think I had their sensitivity because I don't have it as much. I don't have full fat milk in, you know, in large quantities, meaning like a cup of it. And when I have some whey, I think sometimes I get a little bit gassy, depending on what other, other things I had. Since I'm having a whey protein shake, um, and the kefir, I think that was just really what well, took it over the edge. I'm okay with the shake because it's only for a little bit, but definitely there's something about whey and... Um, that makes me a little bit on the gassy side. So what I'm going to need to look out for. I, I don't drink as much milk as anymore. I grew up with milk, right? I think a lot of people can share that. But um, once I started losing weight... Actually, not even before that. I don't think that... Well, there was always milk in the house. Because my wife would make like, potatoes. Often, like mashed potatoes. That was one of her things. Um, that is probably one of her things still and she will have milk around the house and i was all I, you know I've always been a cereal person like i still am a cereal person because cereal like like breakfast cereal because I, that's my snack right now it is this Catalina crunch which is a cereal i just have it as a snack because it's, it's like it's like cinnamon toast uh cinnamon toast crunch right so it's like that um, but it's like more like i have it as a snack right so but it's cereal right so i still have a, a cereal problem like a cereal problem not serious but a cereal <laughs> problem um not a it's not a problem i just find a different way to to live with it <laughs> but i used to be obsessed with special cl- special k strawberries that was like my that was Just that I could eat the whole thing, like I could seriously. That will be something that I could eat a whole box in one day because it's not like there's that much in there, but I can definitely turn it out. Like, and I don't, I haven't had that in for in such a long time. Um, not that I'm trying to tempt myself by saying that I can, yeah, that it won't be the same thing. I'm sure it's gonna be the same thing because i still enjoy those tastes the nuttiness um that's something that i still enjoy because so i i don't want to tempt myself from that that's something that that's a rule that i have i don't buy that's why you know sometimes i violate the rules but i need to i learn because i make a mistake that's why i don't bake even though i would like to bake but since it's hard for me to bake something small um, so I'd rather not have sweets around the house. So if I have, I'm having a dessert, I'm having it at somebody else's house. Or because I'm out for dinner. Like today I had birthday cake because one of my brother's daughters had a birthday this past week. And my mom saved me a piece of the cake. So I had that for dessert. The piece, the, the piece of they, say, they say for me was like a, a size of a piece of a lasagna. So I definitely only had half. Um, so, I, you know, something that I... I'm very proud of that I chose to have a half. Um, but definitely not something I, I... I wouldn't have it at home. Like, I don't buy... I don't... Let's just say I don't trust myself to work from home. And be alone. So I don't get to be monitored. The cats won't be... They're not gonna... They don't care. And buy a bait Because that's not... I know myself... I've... Le- I've tried to learn... <laughs> Let's be honest, it wouldn't it wouldn't be nice. Like I, I have some there's some things, some rules that I have around me, but I'm not saying that I'm going to be perfect all the time, that at some point that I can, if it catches myself in a bad time and stressful time, you know, it's something that I I, I struggle with sometimes is that I, I whenever I'm like stressed, I eat. So that's why I have more vegetables around the house and things that I if I eat them I get full. And I get uncomfortable. So for example vegetables. Because there's so much fiber. I can only have so much of it. Right. Even if I have a big salad. It's like oh my god. I, and that feels uncomfortable. But it feels uncomfortable for longer. When if you have something sweet. Like a pint of ice cream. You can eat something heavy again. in like a In like 30 minutes. Because I've done it. Right. I've gone from... And this is what the night that it, it just—I I just really had the moment to myself—that I told me that I had an issue, that has something that this is not good. I went and I had a large ice cream. It was large. It was pretty sizable ice cream at Andy's. It was fres- frozen custard. I had that. I ate it by myself in my car in a parking lot, well, because I was—I was—I wanted to eat it in the car, but it was melting, so I got to a parking lot of the store and i just ate it and then i went f- to in and out and i had a burger and fries there um and that was in a matter of an hour right and it was like 10 so i know i that i could it can easily get bad like that um so definitely something that i'm i'm just trying to be honest All right? trying to be honest with myself first so But anyway, so that hasn't been the case for this past week. Nutrition was good. Um, You know, sometimes I do stress eat here and there, but i try to limit that. My solution for that is to make sure to sit down to eat, even if it's a snack, to sit down and just and then something that I tried to you to do to create some space is to eat something, do the dishes, and then if I'm going to eat something, I eat it after that. In that way, I'm not eating something right after the other thing. It helps, too. As far as sleep, <clears throat> so sleep is better. And then most weeks, sleeping cycle was kind of close to the alarm. So no middle of the morning wakes, at least in the past couple of days, which is good. Then my left leg has been okay. That hasn't been troubling me too much. I realized that my left, the pointer on my left hand has been kind of numbing-ish like has this numbing sensation on it i don't know if because i've been doing a lot of there's a i use a windows computer and for me to get the snipping tool is Control key shift s in that combination i the way my thumb the way my point finger is at that's it's kind of i think it's just kind of a little bit uh strain (laughs) because of that uh, as far as my mind goes, so really a little bit more e- at ease compared to last week on Friday, you know, I just, I just being okay with not going to on a walk or yoga and then just ended up being at home reading and then watching some YouTube. And then it was just really like a, re- a version of relaxation for me. It was restful. At least I felt rested. Definitely the following day, I felt rested, <laughs> uh, um yesterday saturday i got up at 10 minutes before my alarm went up i was up so in i prepped vegetables i fed the cats uh, i cleaned the litter box i don't know if i vacuumed yesterday too all before i went to yoga because then i went to yoga like around 10 i checked my email i meditated i read no i didn't read no i read and i was like i don't know friday i just like i guess i needed the rest on friday and i just didn't give myself more credit but i did need it to friday and then also i'm thinking about um reframes when it comes to my work so i'm trying to incorporate some tools that yield learning focus and less time for quote-unquote busy work um more time where my strengths get to shine. And this is... You know, I am I have a pretty good workflow of things. I, I'm proponent of some of the tools that I have at my disposal, right? Some things that are just... Maybe... Not appreciated by other folks, I think. Because I don't think a lot of people would appreciate it. But like... I use OneNote a lot. Because my my company I work for is all Windows all the time. In all Microsoft. So. OneNote is the system. I started using that. A lot. I started using that. Wow. Definitely. On and off. So I started using it before 2016. But definitely heavy. Like heavy. Len, like leaning heavy on it. More in the 20. After 2016. Um, and then now it's just. It's incorporated part of my workflow. After I learned the power method. Uh, more loosely i just kind of it's really a loosely framework there's more to it but i just just wanted to get the the tldr but that has been good right the way i organize my folders and in some of that but so i use that and i use planner which is kind of like a Cambin camben board at least they have a, a, a view like that not Camban. but it's like their light version of project so you don't, you get some of the timelines and you get some of those things. Actually, you don't get timelines. Timelines is extra because they want you to buy a project. Project is a different pro- product. So, but a planner is good. So I use those things in just a couple of things that are, that are useful for me. But so AI, any kind of AI tools for me, not so much on the creating images. I don't have a, a job that images need to be created by me. So I don't find a lot of time where that would be useful. I want to get familiarized with the tool, but I realize that, like Mid Journey, I thought they had a free version, but they every plan is a paid plan. Even the free version is paid, which is ten dollars a month, and I think it comes somewhere around a hundred some dollars. So maybe later on I will experiment that. I will experiment with that. Um, I'll see if I can. What I what I could do is if I scratch Spotify, I might just include that. Oh we'll see. There won't be too many things to think about. But I've been thinking about just using some of those things, becoming more familiarized with it. And as a way to I since I, I'm seeing that I'm trying to pick up what the the shifts that are coming. Right. There's a shift that right now i see that they're putting more effort into the office that i was at so i wouldn't be surprised if they actually invest in a new building and they create a space for everybody to go back into the office or they rent space for everybody to go back into the office like for some reason that does that wouldn't surprise me if they create that because they Right, slowly they're trying to attract people to come back to the office. They rearrange, they rearrange how the groups are have to be there, so you have to be there a couple times. Um, so I can see how they were trying to pull people back in. My my boss doesn't. It's not since I'm we're sort of attached to that office, but it's just for logistics, for you know kind of admin purposes because we need to be attached to an office. But that we don't need anything from there, right? We don't are, so there's not something there. But as I can see how things might change, so I'm trying to see how that will go. And also, that's something that might come down the pipe. So, if that comes, where am I gonna be at? I'm also thinking, like, what are the opportunities where my boss is going? What's things that he's hinting? What's his latest thinking is. Who his, what his boss is, boss is doing, what their new thinking is. So right now, it seems like next year, our budget is going to be less. So there's, you know, our, we I think we already kind of had our runway uh, for growth. And now we're just getting to a point that is it's going to become another sustainability project, um, which is not exciting. But that means that it's, it's getting close to me to make an exit. Um, usually that's whenever I'm like, okay, I don't know. Not that I'm like this <laughs> start startup kind of like new projects only guy, but after a while it just it just becomes a little boring. And I don't maybe it's just because it starts to become like more like doc like a dogma and there's more rules and expectations and so there's less freedom. And that's why I just kinda I think that's where I'm I'm trying to think of what can I do? how can I prepare myself for that and I think right now is just learning to keep myself in sh- like keep myself organized um that is still not something and non negotiable really keeping an eye on what is coming outside of the company because there's a lag in the industry that I'm in, but we all go in, in a certain direction so right now my com my company's not embracing too much of these ai tools because they're there there's a cost to them and because they're so big they just slowly gonna make deploy and most likely they're going to be used by it it is going to try to control those tools they're not going to try to give it to somebody outside of it to to deal with so to use they're just going to slowly it's almost like you know like an iphone like ios has ai tools built in it but they don't call it ai they just call it you know apple magic and it does this so there's going to be those things that's going to be released but there's no learn there's not there's no learning from that and so i'm trying to see of where can i learn where things are going because that's what keeps me interested um and still kind of leveraging some of the things that i already know and product manager is still something that i'm interested in I I like that idea, um, you know, I, and but I don't know how how that's gonna go because the product manager role that my boss is doing right now, it doesn't seem like there's much, and at least I haven't seen any interest in creating a multiples of that, although it's needed. But I don't I don't know if that's what they're going to do. I think the at some point they're gonna try to put everything back into the software team IT framework. And I think that's where where things are just going to die, uh, because our, our I again I I T is not our one. They don't have a seat at the table. We don't have a CTO. We don't have anybody in that level, right? They're just they're still seeing more like a cost center and admin. Um, and if it does that doesn't change, then some things are not going to change. So I'm, I'm you know as I'm saying that, it just it feels like I'm being like a like I'm like I know too much that i that i am so smart that this company cannot contain my 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 genius but that's that is not true that is the farthest thing from it because if not i would have left a long time ago but here i am 16 years later i'm still in the same company i just find always a way to keep the work to remain interested in i think it was naval ravicon that said that um, this is a story that he shared from one of his a boss that he had that he said you're you're smart and you're you're gonna be you're smart so therefore you're never gonna leave and do your own business because you always somebody's always gonna give you the next best thing so oh somebody's gonna give you the next raise and that's gonna keep you and that's in a way that's what's happened to me so every couple of years I get a promotion because I changed jobs because I do a good job in the previous job and that's what's happened and last because my last position was there for four years, but that's still not, like, terrible. Um, I'm going on three years on this one. Actually, I'm going on my fourth year now. So that's maybe why I'm a little bit itchy about it. Where, where would I go next and for what options I have? But, again, um, just saying that allows that I can listen to myself. Just not get desperate. Because I'm trying to be desperate. The thing, there's things that the company's doing right, even though they're in a industry that is always vilified. Um, And I've dealt with some of that negativity in, in the public setting, Um, especially because I don't, I must not, not like I don't, I tie my identity with the company. I'm not saying, every, you know, all the time who, who I work for and things like that. I always feel like there's a stigma still attached to it and I, I try I try not to bring that negativity to my life if I can. But there's some things that they're doing right. Um there's you know, they're they're looking at what areas they don't know about from um from the energy transition, right? Which well, that's exciting and I express interest in that, but I don't know if that's anything that's gonna point to anything, but um And then the last thing on my mind. Before I went on that tangent about work. um, It was. You're not so comfortable with showing. Being vulnerable. Asking my sister. um, You know. Because I was asking her. Where my dad was at. Because my dad hadn't. His mailbox was full. And he hadn't replied to my message. I turned on. You know. He was fine. So he just didn't have a signal. Where he was at. But he didn't. He usually doesn't. Doesn't take that, that long for him to reply. So after a couple hours, I texted my sister and I asked her, hey, are you at Dad's? Since they usually tend to hang out at my dad's house on the weekends. And she said, no, they were out doing something else. And I was like, okay, well, I just, you know, and I explained what was going on. Well, she called her mom, uh, which is my stepmom. And, you know, they figure out that, you know, dad was in someone out a signal, whatever. And he called me back later. But um, for a while, I felt like I was in, intruding in their life and uh, I was bothering them and it's because I was showing a little bit of vulnerability right I was showing like a moment of you know I'm concerned I'm worried um, and I know I I don't feel like I have the same intimacy that you guys have as a family I am part of the family but I don't share the intimacy so I felt like I, I was kind of breaching a little bit of a of a circle inner circle That I I wasn't that I'm not part of, but it's a little more vulnerability, right? That I was was just expressing this moment of I feel like an outsider. Um, yeah, I think that was mostly it. It's just that I I was kind of admitting I need to admit that I'm just I I was feeling like an outsider, which is very deep to get to escalate it kind of quickly from going, uh, from. Texting my my father and not getting back and then calling him and getting a full voicemail to text my sister and then just feeling like I'm an outsider, I don't belong in this family kind of thing. It sounds like I'm you know, a teenager. Uh on the spiritual side, um nature has so much to teach you. That's one thing that I wrote. On the community, just playing that um playing that travel agent. I was IMing with uh, my close friend um, from work, uh, well, my close friend, he's, we you know, we hang out outside of work, but that's where, we happen to be working with the same company, in the same department, but, uh, so, so I, I was kind of chatting with him, and um, it seems like I'm going to be doing Friendsgiving, Friendsgiving with them, and I need to have a lunch uh, in the, Still so pending to be a tbd lunch with him because we need to catch up on some things that do not belong in company <laughs> the messaging platforms. Uh so we definitely got to talk. And then I'm gonna go visit some friends here in October and um the guy, the husband, he sent me the picture of my name in their calendar that I'm there on the counter, so it was kind of nice. And then the money side just kinda uh it's Chicken to Spotify is really worth it and then the groceries and then Costco trip. And then I realized that slowly your money or your life is um uh, it's kinda of making its way into my thinking. That's why that Spotify thing came from and some of the things I've yielded from that. Um still doing a little bit slowly. It's kinda of slower um steps. But definitely some of the thinking has stuck. And, um, that was it. That was this past week, uh, and I went on a little bit of, a couple of tangents, but, um, I felt chatty in a way, but that was it. I'm just, you know, it wasn't like a terrible week. It just really, this, I was trying to reframe work. That's mostly what I was trying to do. Just, you know, it's not the end of the year, but it is, today is the beginning of the third, the fourth, the, the last quarter so the third quarter so you know kind of things are just kind of making a touchdown trying to land towards the end of the year and i don't like i don't want to wait until the end of the year to make a decision and then trying to start the the beginning of the year so i'm trying to make this decisions now so that whenever i have conversations for next year planning that i already have a point and i just kind of have an idea of where i want to be at what i want to go and be prepared for the conversation and not just kind of go rolling with the punches and especially now as the divorce is kind of moving um moving along i don't um it's not going to be a short process because it's definitely not going to happen overnight as i you know so i i need to remind myself that uh but at the same time, I can keep myself on the, you know, see the boss see what's gonna happen afterwards. What am I? What am I heading, as a, you know, single person again? That I, decisions will be further depending on somebody else, right? Um, they were in a way because I felt some responsibility, but. Soon enough, there won't be, there won't be any direct responsibility, and it's leaving me with options, questions, and the answers are not all clear, right? Um, so some of the some of the answers need to be uncovered, and that's what I'm trying to maybe work on and create the right scenarios, the right mindset, the right idea. You know, frameworks include things in my life that allow me to uncover some of the answers that I've forgotten about. Things that I just forgot that I felt this way because I didn't write it down, because I stopped revisiting, or because somebody told me it was stupid, or because I told myself it was stupid. Uh, because I'd done that. It's, I, I, and I'm trying to... <laughs> I'm trying to remember the things that I told myself were stupid. Um... But, you know, it's hard. It's hard to remember all those things. It's hard to think that because they I put some, maybe I put some traumatic experience, some trauma in there. It it just makes more sense to see how, how I reframe it so that I can uncover. Right. So if I reframe something, maybe it will be, maybe it will lead to a different way of thinking to just force some things to. Yet for, for some things to surface, for the truth to surface, to my truth to surface, to, you know, some healing, you know, all these things, who know, but I think there's just a lot of it that is still in front of me, that I'm excited, afraid, concerned. But that's the only path forward there's I'd rather I I don't want to be. I don't want to fight my way to stay back. Okay. I'm not trying to fight to stay the same.